What's up, everybody? How we doing? Today is Tuesday. It is the day after football season. So like yesterday was the day after the Super Bowl. Today is the day after football season, and I am really stoked about it, to be honest with you. I've never been this happy about the end of a football season. I'll explain coming up why. Um, let me thank all of our great partners here on Kaplan and Crew, the people that make this thing go down, starting us off with 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. If you are looking for uh, a local casino where you can play blackjack and poker and other table games where you can have a very easy commute. I'm not talking about schlepping 35 miles out east and then getting to a mega casino with a hotel and a concert venue and massive buffets. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about staying close to home with an easy parking lot where you don't have to walk six miles to get into the place. You don't have to valet to get in. Um, you're not out there for a concert or a pool scene. You're there to play cards and have a great lunch or dinner or brunch on the weekends. That's 7milecasino, 7milecasino.com. Here's the QR code right here for those of you that are watching. Um, go have fun. It's a smoke-free environment. It's easy to get to. It's right off Bay Boulevard. So if you're heading down south on the 5, past downtown, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, you're going to have a great time. You're going to love it. You're going to thank me, and you're going to be a winner. 7milecasino, 7milecasino.com. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, um, these folks right here, Athletic Greens, I just actually ordered more. Um, AG1. So I talked about this a little bit yesterday. You know, I, I, I work out every day. I lift weights. I do Peloton. I walk. Uh, I'm starting to get back into running. I work out every day, but my diet is not really very good. I eat too late at night. And frankly, I'm not eating the right stuff. So this AG1 is how I get all my vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, probiotics, everything right here. So I take this, this bottle, I put the uh, one of these travel packs in there. I take the little vitamin D, I shake it up, and this is what I drink every single day. Now, last week I said I was told uh, by one of our listeners I motivated them because this guy says he drinks four cups of coffee a day. I drink one cup of coffee, then I drink this. Energy, clarity, sustainability, I'm telling you, I'm going all day long and I'm going hard. I mean, yesterday I drove up to L.A. I did the radio show up in L.A. I drove, turned around, drove right back. So, and 400 miles of driving in the last two days, it's, it's AG1 plus being around lots of people in a casino, in a game venue, um, trying to stay healthy, fight off, you know, anything else that's out there. So mm. cheers, get your athletic greens and, um, and get your subscription. It's less than a cup of coffee a day. All right, let me talk. And by the way, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan, or here's the QR code. Now today being Tuesday, let me talk about prize picks for a minute because I got, um, an email early this morning saying, hey, it's Taco Tuesday, come get in the game. I get to prize picks. I'm going to have to figure this out with Brown or Alex. I get to prize picks, and they've got a category now before the NBA, before the NHL, before college basketball, before soccer, called LOL. League of Legends? Is that what that is? Is this a gamer thing? Yeah. They're giving 22% off on a guy named Snaker, who usually has um, 11 kills, and they're giving it to me today at eight and a half kills. I don't know anything about League of Legends. I don't know anything about gaming. Um, I know every kid in my town wants to be a professional gamer. I've never, I've never played prize picks with gaming. So this is my point. It's basketball season now. You could turn a small play, 10 bucks, into 1000 bucks if you can get four correct answers. And I say answers, I mean more or less on the players that you're going for on a wide variety of statistics. Get in this game right now. There's me. 
Alex Browner and like 7 million people that are playing prize picks. And if you haven't made your first deposit yet, you can do it with Apple pay on your phone. Do you know that I started the football season? I put in a hundred dollars. They matched it. I had $200 today without exaggeration. I swear to God, $200 in my account. I'm even, I made it through the entire football season. I never put more money in. I am completely even. In fact, I suppose I would say I'm up a hundred dollars because they gave me a hundred. So go to prize picks. Um, use my code, great friends, download the prize picks app, use my code, great friends. And that's how you are going to get that first deposit match of hundred percent up to hundred dollars. Okay. It's Tuesday. It's taco Tuesday on prize picks. Let's start the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Tuesday afternoon. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And we are coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. So glad to have everybody here. All of our listeners on 1090 on terrestrial old school radio. Glad you guys are all here from San Diego, Orange County, LA, up to Grande's hometown, the 805, the Nard and into Santa Barbara and the Central Coast. Everybody listening on radio in Southern California, happy to have everybody today. Tonight will be plastered all over TV, Channel 4 San Diego, Cox Your View, San Diego, all the way through up to Santa Barbara. Worldwide on YouTube and all the chatlins just starting to get involved in that YouTube chat. And then, of course, on all the different audio podcast platforms from Apple to Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Amazon Music, whatever. You can find us on our website, kaplanandcrew.com and all the social channels as well. All right, guys, today is the first day of life after football season. Yesterday was the day after the Super Bowl. Today, though, is the first day of life after the football season. So I'll throw it to you, fellas. How are we feeling about the first day after football season? Because I, for one, am going to tell you something right now. I'm happy as all hell the football season is over. Usually, I go into a post-football depression. It takes me about two weeks or so to realize that there are no more football. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no more games to talk about on Monday. There's no more storylines to talk about as the week goes on. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the football season goes on nonstop when it comes to the draft and analyzing players and team moves and coaching changes and all this other kind of stuff. But I'm telling you right now, I'm happy as hell to get my life back, especially on the weekends. So, fellas. Um, <laughs> The, the the football season comes to an end. It was the most watched Super Bowl of all time. It was the most watched television production of all time. It was the most wagered on event of all time. But now we go into life after football. Grande, good afternoon. How are you feeling about this? Uh, professionally, I couldn't be happier. Personally, <laughs> personally, I couldn't be happier. That September... Tenth to February 11th was maybe the longest streak of work this man has ever endured. So uh, professionally, personally, I'm ready for a break. And when I take this break coming up for me, then ask me that question. Because right now I just want a break. Like right now I'm, I have senioritis. Right now I'm over it. Right now I'm, I don't want to be here right now. I love both of you, but I, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm waking up every day at 6 a.m. My body's like, dude enough like you just need a little bit of a break here so when that happens and then we can ask me that same question 
when I come back from my little vacation, Scott. Please okay. do because right now okay. I, I'm, re- I'm I'm tired and I'm, I'm I'm happy and I'll be here and I'm going to give you guys everything I got. But I am happy that this football <laughs> season is done. <laughs> I can't lie to you. You know we don't lie here. I'm not going to put some brave face on. Yeah. I am ecstatic this football season's done. Yeah. How about you, Brown? Oh man, I'm a basketball guy. I love watching football. I'm highly entertained by it. I'm a basketball guy. I'm 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 in trouble when this basketball season's over. When a combination of basketball football is gone and basketball is now cleared the way, then I'm in trouble. Because I like baseball, but I'm not like, you know, deep in the statistics. I'm not, you know, knowing all the players on every team. If I don't have MLB to show, I don't know who's on whose team. Mm-hmm. So for me. I, I'm happy about this. I get to I get to now pay full attention, undivided attention. Well, to the NFL draft for me, to basketball now. So I'm I'm 100% honed in on the Clippers. I'm 100% honed in on the almost curse, the sorry Chicago Bulls. It's mm-hmm. it just a, what Wimby did last night. This is my season. I I love this. So I'm not upset that NFL ended. It's just you know I'm just more channels for me to watch. When you, you say what to say about that, real quick, which sorry. part? Which part of the, the, the basketball season? Okay, God. I have a new opening night. Forever oh it was oh Christmas. Forever it was God. Christmas. Yeah. Forever you it was Christmas. You stopped watching the gear? Huh? You stopped watching the gear? I haven't watched in like a week, but I was in Vegas and I just I wasn't paying attention. But okay. Um I I I sense it watching stuff on TV. I sense it reading things online. The basketball season starts after the all-star break now. Because football goes so long that yeah. Football is so long now, and the deadline. Why is the trade deadline in the middle of Super Bowl week? You know, like why it doesn't align anymore. To me, Christmas was fun. Yeah, stuff has happened. Nobody big got traded. I guess Pas- Pascal Siakam was maybe the biggest trade, but I mean, like that was way before the trade deadline. Right, right, right. To me, I genuinely believe the way the calendar has now aligned. Basketball season starts after the All Star break. the 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 Lakers showed everybody last year mm. eh, you can be terrible. You can be absolutely god-awful for the first four months of the season, but if you finish strong and you get in, you make it all the way. Yeah. The only pro- the only problem with that is after the, after the All-Star break now, the All-Star break used to be at 40 games. Right now, now it's like at like 50-something. Correct. So now that yeah. they've been overly influenced by these players, the All-Star game is after 50 games. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at roughly 32 yeah. games around around the league for guys. Perfect that, length of a season. Yeah, right. That's right. The that's, what, that's what the NBA season should be anyway. In 32 <laughs> games. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. You mentioned Wemby last night. And I, I know that what you're talking about is his totals from points to rebounds to assists blocks. to blocks. You know, And I know that you're talking about his numbers last night. But let me ask you guys a question. Did you see what Wemby was wearing to the game last night? Before the game? Did yeah. you see this? Now, I love how in sports now you get these social media accounts from the teams that show you the players' fit as they come in to the games. Like, for example, Travis Kelsey before the Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys saw what he was wearing before the Super Bowl. <laughs> he was wearing like this black getup, like this schmata that he had on with like it was like black but it had like all these like silver sparkly things all over and it looks super comfy you know and here comes Travis Kelsey walking into the Super Bowl and looking dope and fly what Wemby was wearing last night was freaking hilarious because he was covered head to toe in black 
and he was wearing like a like a mask, like a like a full head cover mask with some kind of like goggle deal going on. Like, Alex looking like Miles Morales, dude. What is what is this? Check check out my man right here. When they when they oh. said, "Look at Wemby come walking into the arena," I said, "How they know it's Wemby? Other than he's eight feet tall." My uh, brother, he like a he's he like a villain. He like Slender Man. <laughs> Slender Man. Yeah, dude, I got to get me one of those. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, if don't. I'm not mistaken, I have to find the full body. If I'm not mistaken, he was wearing black Air Force Ones. Oh, he got that energy, well, huh? And, and like guess me. what he did on the court that night? Yeah, he got he that went on energy. the court with that energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they, they, they actually cover his face for every game. They, they showed in sport on Sports Center last night, like the only other players that have ever had the statistical line that Wemby had last night between points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. Because was it ten blocks that he had last night? Yes. Okay. Yes. And they said, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, like Ralph Sampson. Um, Kim Olajuwon. Right. Uh, David, um, uh, the, Je the the Admiral, David Robinson. Um, but of all of the, of all the big men in the history of the NBA that have ever had a stat line like Wemby last night, the only guy that was a rookie to ever do it, I want to say was Ralph Sampson. Um, well, somebody I just, have to, I just missed that. Yeah. Somebody would have to check me on that. But that was what was so amazing is, you know, you had all these legendary big men that had one of these types of performances, but Wemby's only a kid. Yeah, like he like 12 years old. You know what I'm saying? That's he showed up in a Halloween costume last night. He thought that was funny. Or maybe Halloween is a different <laughs> date in France. I don't know. Do they so, even do Halloween in France? I don't know, man. Mm. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, um, today is the first day after the football season. And Alex, you said that, you know, you were exhausted from it. And you said, we don't lie around here. I was once told this is long, long time ago by a radio consultant. Never go on the radio and complain about your life because everybody listening doesn't want to hear your complaining. And you know what I say? That's BS. That's a bunch of nonsense. People actually, um, they, they, they sort of understand that, you know, you don't just show up every day and talk for a couple hours. Dude, tell everybody though, seriously, why you're so beaten down. Cause, cause you work three jobs during the football yeah. season. I. Uh, why am I so beaten down? Yeah, uh, just tell just, yeah well, like, well, well you know, yeah, if there this? was if there was a football game, I was I was working, and by working means I was sitting in front of this laptop, watching every single game. I watched pretty much every snap of every game that you could think of this year. Uh, so Saturday nights, Thursday nights, Monday nights, Sunday nights, Sunday hey, specifically. Sunday specifically was a nine a.m. to nine p.m. day. So, and that was for eighteen weeks of the regular season. I took one weekend off, and that was to go to F one, uh, but that wasn't relaxing that was me being in vegas going hardcore so um that's what i've been doing so just working and 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 i don't listen i don't mind if you don't mind way, i'm not complaining of like how tired i am i just i'm just saying my my my, my only thing is i'm ready for a break that's all right I'm that's like, right yeah and, i'm not and, like and, on a roof putting shingles up you know what i'm saying yeah, like right I, it's not hard work right it's and just you're, working. Yeah, you're not working concrete. a jackhammer yeah but it's right. no but it's it, it it does take time it does take you away from your wife takes you right. away from your friends takes yeah. you away from things that you might be doing on what was normally your time and so mm -hmm. i completely understand um for me i'm in the same boat you know i actually been thinking to myself today's february 12th no 13th today's february 13th and you know at the end of the year, between Christmas and literally January 6th, which was a Friday, 
I took two weeks off the air and I was freaking exhausted at the end of the regular calendar year. Now from January 8th, which was a Monday when we got back, when I got back on the air until um, tomorrow, I've gone hardcore for six straight weeks. Now that doesn't sound like a long period of time because everybody's out there working their asses off and hustling. But like, just to give you an example, Sunday of this week, I left my house at noon. I got to Yamava Casino in Riverside at two o'clock. The game kicked off whatever time it was, 3.30. The game ended because of overtime, let's say 8.30. I got home that night at 10.30. It was a it was an 11-hour day, you know? And yeah, I got paid, not that much if you want to know the truth. Like my hourly rate, I don't think was that great. I mean, any crappy lawyer was making a hell of a lot more than I was making. My point only is this, is that it's not with my kid, not with my girlfriend, not watching the game with my friends, not going to parties, blah, blah, blah. So, and that's work, man. And four hours of driving 200 miles is no joke. Only to turn around, get back to San Diego again, not complaining, just explaining why it's time for a mental break. Yesterday, got in my car to drive to LA to do a three hour radio broadcast to then cut spots afterwards and so on and so over to turn around and drive back last night and get home at 10 o'clock last night. So, I'm like, and, and I have guilt, man. When I vacation, I have guilt because I'm going to go on a little four or five day break here. And um, every year my girlfriend and I go down to Cabo around my birthday and I'm like, but wait a second, I just took two weeks off at the end of December and the first week of January. Now I'm taking off like four or five days in mid-February. What's wrong with me? But I'm, I'm finally starting to realize you've got to take breaks in your life, man. You've got to like, like sometimes you got to like pump the brakes and slow down and catch up. I think yeah. in this industry you get guilted into and you, you it's a thing where that you get guilted when you take days off. You know, because there's people there's you know hundreds thousands of people that watch the show that rely on us to be here pretty much every single day, right? Like they got that our our show is part of their daily routine. So when their daily routine gets messed up, it's an inconvenience for them and that's why I appreciate that too. Like the I love when people are mad that we're not on air cuz that means they care. You know, like if, if nobody complained about, about us not being on, then that would suck. Yeah. I mean, nobody cares. <laughs> right. That's right. So, yeah. It's all if you get, if, if you back to what you were saying about the consultant, I think people have this old school idea that this is some level of release. What this is for people is an opportunity for them to see we're all kind of the same. We all get tired at our, uh, there are all things about our job that we don't like. There's things about coworkers we don't like. There's parts of our job where we want to scream at something like we're all really the same. We're all punching the clock in some way, shape or form. And so for when people can relate to that on a show for a segment. Yeah, that's awesome. Don't do the whole show like that because people don't want to hear that. But they, <laughs> right. they don't mind a segment of where you are talking about. Oh, man, I was in court again today. This baby mama driving me crazy. Because there's a bunch of dudes <laughs> driving around right now. Baby mama driving them crazy, bro. <laughs> and you can talk about that for a segment. Facts. But just don't do that the whole show. Facts. Right. Hey, um, speaking of uh, the whole show, I won't do this the whole show, but can I just tell you guys, Browner's wearing that prize picks hat. I've got my prize picks coffee mug right in front of me. It's, it's some really great product placement. This morning, I got an email from prize picks and they said, hey, you know, today's Taco Tuesday. So come in and, and play. When I got to prize picks today, Usually on the app, it's like NBA, NHL, college basketball, soccer, and then you start moving over. PGA, by the way, speaking of PGA, Charlie Hoffman will be here. So, hey, Neil Saw. Um, Neil from our, our uh, Chatlins group over on, um, 
on, on YouTube. Neil hit me up and was like, dude, are you guys going to bring Charlie Hoffman on the show this week? Your F and A, we're going to bring Charlie Hoffman on the show this week. The guy finished 21 under guy won almost a million dollars at the uh, waste management open over in Phoenix this past weekend. When the entire world was watching the Super Bowl, there were people there in Phoenix. And there were a few of us that are Charlie Hoffman fans that were watching Charlie nearly win that tournament. We're going to talk to Charlie about it coming up a little bit later on. But when I got to um, prize picks this morning, it told me, hey, we're going to give you some Taco Tuesday specials. And the first league was not NBA, NHL, college basketball, soccer. No, no. <laughs> the first league, Browner. You ready? Yeah, I know what it is. LOL. Do you know what LOL means? No idea. You, come on. For real? Straight up for real, homeboy? I know what the acronym stands for. I don't know what LOL is. No. Okay. LOL, to me, I think, I think means League of Legends. What is that? I think it's video gaming. Oh boy. Here's why. Here's why I think I know this. Because my girlfriend's son is like a like borderline pro gamer. And I know other people whose kids, they love gaming so much that they've tried to turn it into a profession. And there are so many like tournaments where these kids play in these tournaments and they win big money, dude. Like crazy money. Like it, it is. So today. On League of Legends, this is going to make us sound super young and super cool to Not anybody who gets started. it. I know, yeah. right? You've yeah, already, that's out the window. The unless, I start, unless I start clipping now, go. Okay. League of Legends. <laughs> okay. Today, today, Prize Picks is giving you a 22% discount on mm. Snaker. Okay. Yeah. Snaker. <laughs> okay. On For Snaker, who do you play for? He plays for um, EST. Oh my God. Yeah. Slash B O T. I don't freaking know. Uh, Snaker here today. You their number, their more or less number on Snaker is usually eleven. And these are for maps one and two kills. Okay. But today I love I love Virus FX. I think he really finna come through today. I'm going more on him. Yeah. Okay, because I because I'm gonna take uh K's today at eight and a half map kills. Okay. Okay. Now I'm there's a couple of guys that I'm thinking about, like Chef, for example. I'm going to go okay. with two uh, map one kills, okay? Okay. okay. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to take the discount on Snaker. I'm you know what I'm going to do, Browner? I'm going to take Snaker for more than eight and a half okay. kills, and then I'm going to put them together with a basketball player tonight. Dude, I'm going to yeah. go. This is what I love. All these guys got fancy old names. You know who the best players are? The guy that just calls himself Cody. <laughs> I'm going with Cody. You're going to take Cody? Cody, more than seven and a half maps, one to two kills. Listen, Let's go. Solid, solid two and a half. I mean, that's low. Dude, I'm going to put my guy together um, with Chet Holmgren tonight, who Ooh. his more or less number is 15 and a half against Orlando. What do you think about that, Browner? I like that. I like, I like yeah. Chet tonight against Orlando. Yeah, me too. I'm going to take it Who's right the now. the Pistons' best player? Kate Cunningham. More. All these nice. crap teams show up against the Lakers. Oh, really? Oh, oh, listen, listen. Tonight, Kate Cunningham, he's going to get some numbers. Kate Cunningham and uh, Jalen Duran rebounds for Jalen Duran because he is a he's a beast. He can't score, but he is a beast. Anthony Davis don't want to that young energy. Okay, so wait, so Cade Cunningham? I got to find nope. this young brother right 22 here. 22 and a half. Really? I got to find him. I got to find him. No, All 22. Right, so- oh, yeah, I love that. 
dude, I'm, I'm taking, um, I'm putting gamers together now with NBA players. God, this is fun. Here he is. Kate Cunningham, 22 points. I got him. I got him. Who'd you say the other one was Browner for, for Jalen Duran, Jalen Duran, Jalen Duran. Like okay. they got him at 12. I can't even find him. I'm probably because I spelled the his bottom. name wrong. Right above AD. Probably because I spelled his name wrong. Jalen Duran. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. D-U-R-E-N. All right. So this is on rebounds? Yes. Okay. So all the way at the bottom, huh? Oh, there mm -hmm. he is. There he is. Jalen Duran. Nine and a half mm -hmm. rebounds? That's the that's the goblin number. Okay. All right. Here's my play. I got Snaker on League of Legends. I've got Chet Holmgren. I don't even know why I'm playing him. Um, just because 15 and a half sounds like not a lot of points um, against Orlando, is it? What do you think? Not for him, no. Okay, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Duran. I'm taking all these fools tonight. 20 bucks to win 130. Throwing Luke Litter. Luke Littler on darts. More than three 180s thrown. Wait, where do I find darts? Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. cool. Darts. Luke Littler, 17-year-old phenom. Who's been wrecking the darts game lately? This you're, guy's gone viral. You're kidding. More than three, 180s thrown. Okay, now I got five guys. Uh, okay, okay, twenty dollars to win one sixty. You got five guys. Get some fries too. Oh, dude, dude, this is unbelievable. Yeah, I like that. That was good. Uh, prize picks. Don't don't even bother with the website anymore. Just download the app. Use our promo code Great Friends. They'll match your first deposit 100 up to 100. dollars I'm playing League of Legends, darts, and NBA players all in the same play. Stick around. Charlie Hoffman on the way. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew. Got Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. I cannot believe you just pushed me into playing a dart guy on prize picks. I don't even know how I'm going to follow the dark guy on prize picks. Like usually at least tonight, I know I can follow the Lakers and the Pistons. Mm -hmm. How am I going to follow the dark guy? How am I going to follow the league of legends guy? I'm playing video gamers with basketball players who I don't care about with dart throwers, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, so I know you guys, I'm not going to talk about it on the show because I really don't know what's happening, but um, I have been watching the Six Nations Rugby Cup mm -hmm. uh, on Peacock. Shout out, Peacock. I'm actually getting my money's worth. Uh, this is a rugby tournament. And so now I watch F1. I watch rugby. I've watched some darts. My, one of my best friends, he goes, dude, what the <laughs> F, man? What's next? Cricket? You start watching cricket? I'm like, hey, if I don't got to talk about it on the show, I'll give it a shot, man. Anything I don't have to know everything about, I'm down. Throw sports my way. What's next? Aussie rules football? I'm down. Maybe I'll tune in tonight and watch a little v Valorant gaming. You know? Let's do it. Rocket League? I love the obscure sports. That's what I'm saying. I don't know, man. You know, let's have some gamers on. Let's learn some gaming. I don't know about I'm, that. I'm down. Then you got to, like, research things. and yeah. You got to know what the games yeah. are. <laughs> I already the biggest I already problem. Had, I already had to do research just for Charlie Hoffman today. So I know. Like, right? are we really gonna start playing League of Legends? I don't know if we're gonna play it. I don't even know how to play it. Do you play it on an Xbox or PlayStation? I don't know how you even <laughs> play it on a PC. The trick for these games Spider-Man 2 Pro, because I play that game. There you go. 
the trick about these games, they're free. They they come with the mirage that they are free, but they have in-app purchases, which allow you to like put clothes on and do these things. But overall, games like League of Legends and uh, Roblox, uh, there's another one, uh, Fortnite, like these yeah. games mm-hmm. that have turned into this massive industry, they start free, but they end up costing you more than a regular game. Yeah. So being professional at this is a lot more work than people really understand. Mm-hmm. Well, let me do this. Let me uh, get us started by saying that uh, I, I mentioned that today is the first day after the football season, and there's still just a little bit left that I do want to just talk about here to kind of finish things off. I've been seeing a lot of Patrick Mahomes interviews, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, man, he took those pictures after the game with his whole family and he got on a plane and he went from Vegas to Anaheim yesterday and he was at Disneyland and my man was up there with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and he was through the parade and confetti's going off and people are cheering and he, they must've paid him. I don't know what it is that they pay these guys to go from the Super Bowl directly to Disneyland, but not only are they paying him to be there, which is part of the attraction, which, you know, let's face it, it's a Tuesday or yesterday was a Monday in the middle of, of February. So I don't know how packed Disneyland is. I mean, I just assume it's packed every day but not like during the holidays or when the kids are not in school. But Patrick Mahomes or whoever the Super Bowl MVP is, he's part of the attraction. But then after they get done showing him off, you know, like, hey, there's the Super Bowl MVP. There's the greatest quarterback that maybe ever lived. And he's done with Mickey and Minnie. Then he starts doing the interviews. And the interviews are all with the background of the castle. And that is that is what Disneyland is really paying for because – you know, last night I saw Patrick Mahomes doing an interview on CNN with this young lady who, you know, probably watched the game, but is not Maybe. doing it. Yeah, it is not doing like a sports interview. Right. Boy, all she wanted to talk about was Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Mm. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I thought to myself, here's the Super Bowl MVP who is sitting in front of the, you know, the, the princesses, whatever it is, Snow White's castle you know, at Disneyland and, and Disney's getting their money's worth out of them because it's all that free publicity. And there he is on international TV being interviewed about Travis Kelsey and Taylor. Swift. Let me ask you guys a question. Patrick Mahomes from a pure con- contractual money standpoint makes $450 million. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, state farm, Gatorade, whatever sunglass company he wears, like, this dude is loaded. We've seen his house in Kansas City on quarterbacks. We see the life that he lives. Married, two kids. How much money does Disney have to fork over to get Patrick Mahomes over there? Because maybe the first time, okay, I'll go. But this is number three. Yeah. And you're you're still dragging Patrick Mahomes over there, hung over as hell. He was partying at the win with Marshmallow. You know, like... Uh, what wait, wait, marshmallow? How much? Mar- marshmallow, you mean I think his name is Marshmallow Head. I think no, it's marshmallow. Yeah. No, it's like the guy with the big marshmallow head, Correct. right? Right. And, and you had Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift dancing over here, mm-hmm. and then you had Jason Kelsey, right? You had mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey with marshmallow head with like the Ray Mysterio mask on, correct? Right? And that's Marshmallow Head. Patrick Mahomes was there too with the trophy, yeah, right. right. So, Marshmallow Head is like a DJ, like a famous DJ. Just marshmallow. marshmallow, bro. Just marshmallow, bro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. So, so no, what, that's like how well, much money 
Well, here's the thing. They have to give you to go okay. over there. So, so you know, the story on these Disney uh, visits are they they say, okay, look, we're going to say Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, um, Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, um, Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa. They're going to pick out the top stars on mm -hmm. both teams. And they sign contracts before the Super Bowl. If you are the Super Bowl MVP, you are paid this amount of money, and here's what the schedule looks like. You know, after the game, we're going to have a production team. We're going to give you the script. All you have to remember is, hey, Patrick, what are you doing after the Super Bowl? I'm going to Disneyland. That's all you have to say. I'm going to Disneyland, right? Then the next morning after this and this and this, we're going to put you on a private plane. We're going to fly you down to Anaheim, and we're going to parade you around all over Disneyland, and you're going to have to do all this media for us because this is the commitment, right? And then finally, at the end of it all, we're going to fly you back from Anaheim Back to Kansas City, so that because I is tomorrow's the parade. I mean, I saw Mahomes on this morning on on McAfee, and he's sitting in his home office. And this is not like a paid Disney thing, at least as far as I know. Um, this is like, hey, he's been on with McAfee. He knows McAfee, whatever. And so he's on today. The question is, how much do they have to pay him? Yeah, I'll bet you this. This would be my guess. The first time when he's sort of a fresh faced kid and it's going to be his first Super Bowl MVP that he's going to win. Theoretically, I'm just going to make up a number million dollars. What? If, I'm making up round numbers. The second time, the second time, Hey, he's back in the Super Bowl. If he wins, you know, I'm going to make up another number, $5 million, you know, but when he's sitting down to sign the contract this time, he knows this. If we win the Super Bowl, I'm probably the MVP. So given how much I know already, given how much money I've already got, given how much fame I already have, do I really need to go do this? Not for seven and a half million. How's 10 million getting closer? How's 15? My point is, is I don't know what the numbers are. I have zero idea what the numbers are. I'm just guessing though, that from the first time he won Super Bowl MVP, what he was paid, it's 10 times, 20 times, 50 times. So this past in 1987. Yeah. Phil Sims, right? Uh won this is the first time. Mm -hmm. In 1987, Super Bowl 21. Mm -hmm. It paid New York Giants quarterback Phil Sims $75,000 just to say I'm going to Disney World. Okay. That was 1987. Damn, you might be right. Yeah. Well, what did you, you think? Right. When I when I first said a million dollars, the first one you That sounded you, insane to me. What, like a lot or a little? A lot. Oh, gosh, no, dude. I mean, if you gave Phil Sims 75000 In 1987. Now you and now you talk about a, a three-time winner? Like, the, I don't remember Tom Brady saying, I'm going to Disneyland repeatedly. I, I remember him saying the first couple times. And then I didn't see him say it. Well, maybe he wasn't because he wasn't the MVP. I, I Deion Branch, Branch said, I'm going to Disneyland. So mm -hmm. I they, they do find the MVP. But for Patrick Mahomes, to be your third time mm -hmm. i mean come on is the family included in this like how does this work well it's probably it i mean you know that if you if you've seen the tv commercial which i don't know how long that runs for probably not that long it's like patrick his wife their kids his mom his his dad's kind of standing in the background is there something up with his dad we got popped yeah, for ui for the how third many time third and like he's standing in the back like man i'm just gonna be back here if y'all need me champ champ you know? champ Hey, uh, Mr. Home, Mr. Mahomes, senior, daddy, get an Uber, bruh. 
Know. Get an Uber. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you got too much money. Your son's got too much fame. Your other son's already a molester, allegedly, but we've seen the video. Bro, you, you, no more clouds around your son. He's been too good of a person. You guys watched the video uh, the Uber. night before the Super Bowl? No. When that that creep, his brother was trying to get into the the uh, yeah, Brittany Mahomes is sweet, not sweet. They were at a club and she yeah. had a booth and couldn't get uh, in. The, the brother was 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 like, "Hey, let me get in," and she was like, "Nope, no." He like wait, shrugged his ass off. No way. Yeah. Wait, Brittany Mahomes. By the way, have you seen her on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit? No. No. I, I don't know if it's true or not. Like, you know, I never know she, what's real and what's not real she anymore. On it. She was on, she did a whole video thanking Sports Illustrated and, and blah, blah, blah. So she is on it. I've seen I social seen I've seen social media posts where people have posted like the cover of Sports Illustrated. And I, I just, I, no, I is, guess, I don't even know what the deal is anymore. Like, I don't know what's real and what's not real. You know, like, I don't know if they, they superimpose her head on somebody's body. I don't know if it's AI maybe. generated. I literally have no idea anymore because I've lost all my trust in the, in the brand. Right. Um, so, internet. but, but, but I, but I have seen pictures. She's in this like red bathing suit, like a one piece and she's, you know, she looks great. I don't think um, the swimsuit issue is going anywhere. There's too many, too many dudes. Anyway, bottom line is this. <laughs> I, I saw that picture of Patrick look, Mahomes. In his, look at this video, though, real quick. Sorry. You got oh it. It is by far the funniest video this is so of good. the Super Bowl. Okay. So she's trying to get into her suite area or what is it called? Table her area. VIP area. Yeah. Right. And she's like, well, can't get in. Yeah. Um, oh, she's out there dancing. <laughs> and he's trying to talk. He's trying to talk to the bouncer. And yeah. by the way, when you see the picture of Patrick Mahomes, his mom, his dad, his wife, his kids, his brother, you know, mm -hmm. his brother looks like he's like 6'6", six, six, mm -hmm. and Patrick looks like he's about 6'2". His and brother it, is an extreme, it appears to be an extreme douchebag and a massive waste that can't do anything correct. Well, think about it, dude. Think about it. Your dad was a Major League Baseball pitcher. Your brother is maybe the greatest quarterback that's ever walked ever. planet Earth, and you have nothing like you're just like, a mooch, right? Like, like at least with the Manning family, you know, everybody played. You know? Archie was first, yeah, and but, he got hurt, right? They even well, gave that the other brother. He doesn't he Cooper, have a I'm job sorry, on Cooper. Fox now. Cooper, Cooper, yeah. Cooper. Yeah. Right. I meant Cooper. Cooper, I'm Cooper. Sorry. Cooper was the older brother, and he played receiver. Peyton and Eli played quarterback, and now Cooper's son Arch is the quarterback at Texas. Like everybody plays. Like how could Mahomes' brother, who's got that kind of height? Be nothing like Steph Curry's, nothing. Steph Curry's younger brother plays in the NBA. He's not that good compared to Steph, but he's he's still pretty good. He's a you real know? player. He's a player. How could the brother have that height and and that sort of those sorts of athletic genes and got Zippo? Bro, you know how many times they probably screamed at him in the house because of that? Well, go somewhere. You ain't good at nothing. You got to play. Go sit next to your mama. Not even good at, like that. You're not even good at TikTok. You know what he's okay. good at? You know what he's really great at? Spending Patrick's money? Getting people to hate him. Yeah, that's true. He's like it's a villain. Really, he's a heel. Really, he's a yeah. heel. Why, if you're Patrick Mahomes, why don't you like put him to work? Like, hey, man, carry my bags or something. You know, you probably think he's too good for that. That's I mean, how he strikes me. He strikes me as the brother who he doesn't get it. And as as because as, he's already received too much. His dad was a pro player. His brother, we all know what his brother is. So he assumes everything's supposed to be easy for him. He's mm -hmm. supposed to get everything because he's watched his entire life these other people get everything. And now he's like, well, why don't I get that? Because they're good at something. And you're not. Like, you're not. <laughs> you're just not. So well, you, be lucky that you are the brother and the son 
and just don't do nothing stupid. But he keeps doing stupid stuff. Yeah, and that hairdo, man. I mean, if you go back to that video you were showing us, you know, we're, we're seeing him Thanks try and cut, talk man. his way through the bouncer, and he's got this freaking tun wind tunnel tested hairdo over here, you know? He looks like a Listen, real, when, like you said, a real you, douche. You got a real punchable face. When your sister-in-law, <laughs> when your sister-in-law won't let you in the club, bro, you got a problem. You got your own money. Like you got your own money. Like, well, she looks like she looks like she, she's over like, it. like, she's like, over. hey, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell yep. you. You know, I mean, so forget. It. I'm going back to I'm going back to my thing. You know, I'm going back to my jam. Mm. Um, mm. Did you see Patrick Mahomes? Though he's standing on top of like you know whatever the float it is at Disney where he's got Mickey and Minnie on either side of him. He kind of looks, he looks like hungover and like confused. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> Mickey and Minnie are sending out kisses. There's, there's confetti flying and he's got his hands up and they're like, what, what, what am I supposed to be doing here? Like, where's my kids? What am like, I doing here? I, I, I don't want to be like, here. Hey, how much am I getting paid for this? It's probably, you know, Lee Steinberg put together a deal for him. Shout out to mm -hmm. Lee. You know, I'm sure Lee it's put together Lee. a big deal. Yeah. Did you see Lee at the Super Bowl? Is there? Yep. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, he had to have yep. his party. You know? you know who I kept seeing running into was the uh, uh, was it Clark Hunt? Is that the owner of the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, his wife and daughter everywhere. Really, I don't know why I was just around them all the time. But yeah, Clark Hunt. Not, I like him. Yeah, they're very easy to spot. Yeah, very, I like very, Clark Hunt. Yeah, shout out. Um, okay, so let me just do one last thing here about the Super Bowl. Um, before I do, by the way. I just want to send a quick shout out to my guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. The reason I do is because I got a great, great email from a listener named Carlos. And Carlos was like, dude, I got to thank you for connecting me with Gary Cooper. And I say, you know, when I say connecting, because he watches and listens to the show. And he was telling me this story, how he called Gary after calling several other companies. And Gary told him, do not touch that 3% loan that you have. You do not touch that. We'll come up with another solution for a second loan, um, but you cannot touch that 3% loan. So he did find a, a second loan for the gentleman to like get him out of debt and all the stuff he was dealing with. And he said, and now when he can eventually, when rates come down, he'll be able to refinance and buy a, an investment property. And this gentleman, Carlos said, Scott, I got to thank you and Alex and Browner for connecting me to Gary Cooper. So I love to get emails like that. If you want to talk about buying a house, you want to talk about selling a house, you want to talk about refinancing or consolidating bills, uh, talk to the most honest guy in the entire industry because he told this guy, don't do anything to that 3% loan. That was good advice. Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. So according to Joe Pompliano, who does a lot of business of sports, great follow on Twitter, by the way, really insightful stuff. Mm -hmm. Kansas City has budgeted $2.2 million for Wednesday's Super Bowl parade. Mm -hmm. Over 500,000 people expected to attend. And when asked if Taylor Swift would attend, Mayor Quentin Lucas said, stay tuned. Wow. Wow. I, you know, all the Taylor Swift hate out there, I got to tell you guys something. I loved it. I, I thought it added to the storyline. Um, even the, uh, conspiracy theorists who said that this was all a big political scheme, president Biden yesterday was like, Hey, played out exactly like we scripted it, Perfect. Yeah, right. you know, which I thought was really, really funny. Um, yeah. and then, but there was actually a chart that was built that showed how little, frankly, um, Taylor Swift was actually part of the CBS broadcast. It mm. was like, let's just say the, the broadcast of the game itself was, I'm just going to make up a number Walter, here. Exactly. If you oh, want, go ahead. Four hours and eight minutes was the total game time. Mm -hmm. 
That's not pre or post. That's game time. Mm-hmm. The number of times they showed her, 12 minutes. Or 12 times, excuse me. 12 yeah. times. Uh-huh. With a duration being 54 seconds of all of those 12 times, which amounts to 0.36% of the game. Yeah, I mean, for, for everybody in the country that was offended by this, I don't want to see Taylor Swift. Every time they have a big play, they zoom to Taylor Swift. She's the biggest music star on mm. the planet at the moment. If it was Beyonce dating Patrick Mahomes, by way of example, they would have done the exact same thing for Beyonce. That's all. So here is some more interesting facts of what you saw on television. So Taylor Swift was on on your TV for 54 seconds. Mm -hmm. B-roll footage of Caesar's Palace was second with 27 seconds. Mm -hmm. The Sphere, 23 seconds. Post Malone drinking Bud Light in the stands got 22 seconds. (laughs) DJ Cascade, remember the shout out that Jim Nance gave to him? 13 seconds. Mm -hmm. And coming in sixth with the most screen time, the Purdy family. At 12 seconds. Okay. Yeah. I know people get, I don't know why everybody's so butthurt about Taylor Swift. I personally grew to love the story. Real. Let's be real. It's only 54 seconds, but Eminem wasn't getting on, getting shown on TV 12 times. Right. But Eminem's no. not dating one of the players. Right. But it was just, it, and it doesn't bother me, but it, it, it is a little excessive. Like, do we have to see your reaction for every single play? No, no, but she became part of the show, but I will give her this credit. Somebody was trying to get her to get up onto the podium at, you know, at the trophy ceremony. And she's like, hell no, man, this is, this is not me. This is you guys. Like I, to me, that was a classy move, you know, to not try and, you know, take their shine and be part of that. She posted her first TikTok last night. And I don't yeah. even know why I know this, but as I live on the internet, mm-hmm. um, she posted her first TikTok last night and she was told that the like very party, first TikTok or first TikTok. Yeah. Okay. I think so. At the, mm-hmm. at the resorts world, the official mm-hmm. team family and friends party. Mm-hmm. Where she was like, yeah, bring your family. So Taylor brought her father and mother to that friends and family party. Mm-hmm. There was thousands of people there, as you saw. Yeah. And she was like, this is not friends and family. This is a full on club. Well, yeah. I mean, you got, you got, you know, 150 people who work at the organization right. and they all bring their friends and family. I've been to some of these like post Super Bowl yeah. celebrations. I saw the buses teams. of 49ers friends and family getting dropped yeah. off at the Aria. Yeah, like, yeah it was a lot of people. Right. It's it the, is. It's a trip. It is. All right. Let me tell everybody, stick around um, because I do want to tell you that Charlie Hoffman is on the way. Charlie Hoffman, I was so proud of this guy. And I know so many people were pulling for him. How did he go from a guy who hasn't been like, I mean, he hasn't come close to winning in a long time to nearly winning this past weekend, finishing second and winning a million dollars. We'll talk to Charlie Hoffman coming up. All right, great friends. Hey, little time out here at the halftime. Let me start off by talking about my guy, Gary Cooper. Now, look, it's a tough time out there if you're trying to buy a house. And it's a tough time if you're in Gary's business because you're trying to you know, get people to buy houses. You're trying to do the financing. There are no refinances out there right now. It is a tough time in this industry. But here's what I will tell you. When you work with Gary Cooper, you're going to find it's a great experience. I got a, a message here um, this morning from a guy named Carlos. And Carlos says, I wanted to let you know the great experience I had working with Gary Cooper from the beginning in early December when I called him. And he and he says, and I'd already called several folks before. He explained the process and the options for a second loan I was looking for. First thing he advised was keep my first loan that I had at 3% and look for the best possible solution to a second. And he writes to me, he goes, I won't lie and say that it was a slam dunk. 
but I can attest that Gary was there every bump in the road and we had many weeks ahead. He helped through all the questions and demands from the lender. And at the end, the loan closed. And this gentleman, Carlos says, and I am debt free. And he says, once the interest rates fall more, Gary will help me at that point to refinance and help me with an investment property. The guy says, thank you, Scott and crew for the recommendation. Gary is the best great friends. And this is from Carlos. Carlos, man, I can't thank you enough for sending that to me. Because the thing is, is that a lot of times you hear complaints about stuff. You rarely have people that say, thank you for the great suggestion. And I get these Gary Cooper types of, of emails all the time. If you're looking to buy a house, if you're looking to refinance a loan, um, if you're looking to just have a conversation about what your options are, call Gary, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. Hey, um, one last thing. Kaplanandcrew.com is our website. You can buy these amazing hoodies there on Kaplanandcrew.com. Now, listen, I have received a text message from Captain Troy from the Yacht America, and I'm waiting for Captain Troy to give me the go-ahead on, um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Okay. Captain Troy is telling me we have a go. We, we have a green light on a date. And what we're going to do, Alex, we're going to do a sunset cruise on a Saturday afternoon on the Yacht America. I'm going to tell you when I'm going to put it on our website and I'll give you an opportunity to get to the site and find out. I'll put that all up as the week goes on. While you're at our website, kaplanandcrew.com, I want you to look at the merch shop because everybody who comes on that boat, there's going to be 75 listeners and viewers that come on the boat. I'm asking you guys to rock some gear. I realize not everybody can, not everybody will. Some people procrastinate. Some people don't have the cash. I get it, man. Alex, you let us know when there's a sale. This way we can tell everybody. But guys, represent the brand, represent the crew, um, be a brand ambassador, and let the word be out there that Kaplan and Crew, 1090, Channel 4 San Diego, uh, YouTube. By the way, we were close. I think we were at like 7,999 uh, subscribers on YouTube. One person away from 8,000. So, you know, audio podcast, we need you guys to help us build the show. So get the gear and we'll be talking about the cruise here coming up. So let's get back to the second half of the show. All right, great friends. Hey, it is Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And in a matter of minutes, we expect Charlie Hoffman to join us. And I say expect only because you just never know. Like yesterday when I talked to Charlie, he was like, hey, I'm going to be driving to L.A. And um, the reason he's driving to L.A. is for the Genesis Invitational. And I am so I don't want to like embarrass Charlie, but I'm telling you right now, I've never like I was so proud of him this weekend. It's been a really long time since Charlie Hoffman has been what I'm going to say is like relevant on the PGA Tour. Um, but. You know, and I was there for the farmers watching him walk up the 18th fairway and screaming his name and cheering for him. But to, my phone started buzzing Sunday morning from great friends. Shout out to Brian Burkett up in uh, San Yanez, who I hope I'm saying the name of that town right. Alex, does that sound right to you? Is it Santa or San Santa Yanez? Anyway, um, uh, I just say it fast and it makes it sound good. Right. Me too. Like yeah. San Yanez. Yanez. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and he was like, dude, you see your boy Charlie Hoffman? And all day long, people were sending me messages. Are you watching? Are you watching? When I got to where I was watching the Super Bowl, I was like, hey, can you guys turn on the waste management open, please? And they're like, what, golf today? I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I need to see what happens here. Mm -hmm. And and when the game kicked off and everybody was watching the game, I had the phone in front of me watching Charlie. So Charlie Hoffman should be joining us any minute. We are in the 7 Mile Casino studio, 7milecasino.com. And um, I can't wait to talk to him because I don't even know what this all means for him. 
you know, you, he came in second place. He won $959,000 to come in second place at the Waste Management Open. And I don't even know if he has his like PGA Tour card any longer. So when you have a top five finish like that and you make that kind of money, are, can you get in everywhere or do you have to get like exemptions now? Does he have to get special invitations? I do not know the story. So Charlie should be here any minute and uh, and really looking forward to that conversation. And I know when I hit you guys up on Sunday, I'm like, guys, keep an eye on Charlie Hoffman. Alex, do you remember what you said back to me? No. You were like, wait, there's a golf tournament on Super Bowl Sunday? I was like, mm. yeah, there yeah. is. There yeah. is. All right, Charlie's coming in right now. Right, let's, uh, let's pause. Okay, let's pause for a second here. All right, here's Charlie Hoffman now. He's jumping in. Charlie, uh, I'll start off with congratulations. What an incredible performance this past weekend at the Waste Management Open. Man, that was awesome. It, it was a ton of fun. I mean, getting, I mean, <laughs> WM Open has the best fans. I mean, the most electric fans and uh, being able to play good golf in front of them, cheer them on, and obviously being one of my uh, – corporate sponsors throughout my career. It's uh, fun to uh, entertain those clients and uh, just be back in the mix. Um, first of all, where are you this this afternoon? Where are you today? Uh, I'm Well, I this was a scheduled week off for me, so I had uh, blood work done this morning with uh, some stuff I normally do, no, normal maintenance stuff to just check food allergies and just make sure the heart's working right. And then uh, when I saw my chiropractor downtown, Dr. Peter McKay, and then uh, I'm actually in, uh, at a Starbucks off of... Uh, Lucadia right now headed up the Riviera. Oh, beautiful, man. Okay. So you didn't hear before you came in, I was telling the guys, dude, Sunday morning, my phone starts buzzing. I mean, early. Hey, are you yeah. seeing your boy, Charlie Hoffman's at the top of the leaderboard of the waste management open? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm following, but I'm not like deeply involved in it yet. As the day goes on, I was driving to Riverside County to go watch the Super Bowl. I was doing an appearance. I was hosting an event with like uh, Reggie Wayne and Ed Reed. And, um, I'm on the phone with a friend of mine, a guy named Dave Vigil, who's a member out at Rancho Santa Fe, who was at your event at the Belly Up. Yeah. He's like, dude, and he was play by playing for me. <laughs> dude, he just birdied the eighth. He just birdied the eighth. He was play by playing for me the whole time. I got to this casino and they had the Super Bowl on every channel. I'm like, yo, can you put on the Western, the, the Waste Management <laughs> Open over here? I watched the first quarter of the Super Bowl on a screen. I watched the tournament on my phone, dude. I was so <laughs> invested. I, I mean, it, can you explain how someone like you at, at your age now, 47, right? I am 47, yep. All they talked about on the broadcast was how you've been hurt for so long, and that's why now you know, you're know you playing so well. What do you attribute this amazing event and this incredible result this past weekend to? Yeah, you know what? I had, I had a good 21 season. I think I finished 32 on the FedEx Cup uh, points list, and uh, at the end in the fall, that was when there was a wraparound season in the fall. I was playing playing an event in Houston. My back went out in a fragmented L four L five, and it wasn't it wasn't good. I didn't know if I'd play golf anymore. I mean, it's the first really major injury I had, and uh, it, it I mean it was frustrating. I, I thought I'd be back in two weeks, like I was twenty two, but that that didn't happen, and uh, it took a long time to recover. Uh, had the law specialists see what the best scenario to come back and obviously try to play it through a lot of it, sort of try to play a lot of it off. And uh, I'm finally healthy again with a good team of people and uh, getting, getting the body. I mean, I can finally work out. I can swing hard. I can practice. I can hit balls. I can do everything I need to do to be able to compete with 20-something-year-olds year olds on the PGA Tour. 
and that is was a major part of it. And I, my body started to feel good, and uh, I sort of knew I always had it. I, I, as I, I've, I've said this a few times, I, I'm just dumb enough to think I can still make it and still play against these, <laughs> these guys. And uh, and and then now now I know I'm dumb enough I can do it. So <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun to be back in the mix. But let me ask you about. Okay, I was there on the final round of the Farmers. I watched you come up the 18th fairway. I took all these pictures of you up on the green. You had a good start to the Farmers, but it kind of fell apart. So I'm wondering, was there something about the golf course in Phoenix that like really works for the way you play? No, back to the Farmers. Farmers, really, if you look at everything that went on, I was, I was in the mix. And then I made a bogey, and then I made an 8 on 17, and I bogeyed 18. So on saturday when i i think i was 10th going into saturday something like that so i really had two bad holes uh at farmers that really took me out of the tournament and i played halfway decent on sunday but uh the the, the finish on saturday just absolutely killed me got a little bit of a bad break in the canyon in the that, that stuff happens uh but you know at phoenix i've i've played well i've had good events there and i've had bad bad events i unfortunately lost in the playoff a bunch of years back to kenny perry and then uh Played halfway decent last year. I think I finished 12th. So uh, it's, it, it, I wouldn't say there's anything about the golf course, but I just really do love love those fans out there and playing in front of big crowds. And I mean, that's what we, we do. We're entertainers and we we, I, we love entertaining. Uh, I know Saturday got a little bit crazy, but uh, it, it was fun. Yeah, well, so let me Charlie, ask you about that, dude. Let me, because Alex, let me just yeah. reset for everybody who's listening. Yeah. Hey, Charlie Hoffman is here. You asked for him. You wanted him. You got him. Charlie Hoffman finished second this past weekend in the Waste Management Open in Phoenix. And while the whole world was watching the Super Bowl, Charlie Hoffman was putting on a show for the fans in Phoenix. Go ahead, pick it up, Alex. Excuse now, me. Now, just two, a two-part question. Like one, I feel like, do you thrive in that kind of environment where it's a little bit more rowdy? It's a little bit more crazy. There's a lot more packed certain holes. And then two. What are your overall thoughts on like just what happened this weekend out there? Because obviously we've seen golfers chirp back a little bit, uh, but I think that's kind of what that tournament's made for, right? Uh, you know what? I I don't I like the big moment. I played well in the Masters. I don't know what what it is. I I, I struggled during COVID a little bit to be honest with you, uh, with no fans out there. I didn't. It wasn't it wasn't a lot of fun. I, I mean, I'm an entertainer. I love playing golf. I love competing, but uh, I think I do enjoy those big moments. So I, I like that, but. What happened in Phoenix was unforeseen circumstances, and for lack of a better term, a perfect storm. It, it rained almost two inches uh, for the week. I mean, you never get rain in Phoenix. And then so you got a lot of mounding, which traditionally is an amazing setting. It's a stadium golf course. So you have mounding where you can watch a lot of golf and, uh, on the grass mounds, even on where the corporate uh, boxing isn't. Unfortunately, those mountains, as I'm sure you saw on social media, turned into slip and slides. Uh, yeah. it, it was not great. Even if you weren't having an ounce of alcohol, you couldn't go up and down it. So all of a sudden, the major, major arteries got really, really small, and then they could only use the cart pass. So it, it was a perfect storm, the biggest day, uh, a ton of people, and they just didn't have a good plan to get people in and out. There's not a question in my mind that WM, the Thunderbirds, are going to figure it out. And uh, years to come, we won't have that issue. But it was sort of a, a cluster this year and by that standpoint. But uh, you know what? Uh, it, it's still fun to have those guys out there. But you don't want to jeopardize anybody's safety at any time out there. That's the most important thing. And uh, we'll get it right. Charlie, I thought, see, me personally, not being a traditionalist when it comes to golf, I think all the crowds should be like the ones at Waste Management. Because I think that provides what actual fans would like. I know the tradition of golf is you need quiet. But once that ball is hit, things should get crazy out there. 
That's why I like the waste management crowd. Like I like the way that they do it. There was a fan incident with the golfer, which obviously you get that at rowdy crowds. But did, did does that environment drive you when you start hearing fans start cheering? You can feel the pressure of the moment because you can hear the cheering and the roaring of the fans. Is that better or do you like it mouse quiet? Yeah, no, I can feed off it. Like a constant noise, uh, background noise is not a problem. Obviously, the yell right when you're coming down the backswing or something like that's not ideal. Uh, and it did happen to a few guys that you really don't wouldn't want to encourage. But the the constant murmur of people talking is, is sort of you know it's not too bad. It's it's the yell right right sort of throwing you off. I mean, because reality is we have our back to thousands of people. I mean, someone can come charging at us, and we we're sort of vulnerable because all we have is ropes, uh, and there's not really a ton of security between between all the people. But it's not. It, it's somewhat of a safety issue. So if someone yells at you, your natural instinct is to sort of like uh, switch a little bit. So that's during a golf swing, a putt. That's not great. So you don't want any of that happen. I wouldn't say that happens a ton, but uh, it, it can happen any week. It can happen in San Diego at the Farmers. Or it can happen at Waste Management. It's something that you really can't control. So it, it, it is a great environment. I do love doing it. I love bringing anybody to the game of golf that traditionally doesn't watch golf. I mean, this is a great game. We, we are great entertainers. And uh, anything that can bring more people to the game of golf, I encourage. Charlie, explain what this does for your career. Like where you were in terms of your PGA um, credentials, if you Ranking. will rankings yeah like like with your pga tour card i don't really know all about that kind of stuff and then to win nearly a million dollars sorry to be counting your paycheck but to win that kind of money classic scott well i mean it's yeah. available for everybody to see yeah. what it is that's his mo that's his mo yeah. oh, no, no. we can't have a charlie interview without asking how much you made right. this week. Yeah. i don't need to even ask you how much money you want i see nine hundred fifty nine thousand two hundred. check your checking account brother they've already probably wired it um, today but- <laughs> <laughs> nice. so so my question is what what was your status and what does a second place finish do for your status going forward so this is the first year we went back to a traditional calendar uh last year i played off a of past champion actually now guys the 125 to 120 uh 150 category and uh, i played all right didn't play great i, I would have played all that same category again this year but they have a career money exemption for guys like me that have been on tour a long time and that happened to fall off. So I was able to use a career money exemption, which gets me into every event except the signature events. There's, I think, eight signature events this year, which is Tiger's event. Uh, but they had avenues, which we instilled when I was on the policy board, to make sure the guys that are playing good golf have an avenue to get into the signature event. Me finishing second, I had earned enough points to earn my way into the signature event this week in uh, Riviera, the Genesis. So now I'm in a signature event. I'm not in all of them, but I'm in this one. So if I play good and uh, amount some FedEx Cup points this week, I'll have the ability to uh, get into future uh, signature events. So long story short, it did a lot. Obviously, not as much as a win would have done to get into the Masters and fully exempt and get in all these signature events. But it's a stepping stone. I mean, as of... I mean, 12 months ago, I, I sort of was in, in no man's land and I took took a risk. I could I could have uh, waited to use my career money exemption for another year, but I, I met with my team. I felt healthy and uh, I'm in all the events and I pretty, I mean, barring the catastrophe, pretty much locked up my card for next year uh, going forward, getting into the FedEx Cup, uh, hopefully have an opportunity to get in the FedEx Cup playoff for the top 70. So it opened up a lot of doors uh, yesterday, finishing second uh, and it's, uh, it's, I'm in a good spot, much better spot than I was uh, a few weeks ago. Charlie, you're I, wearing the Vegas Knights hat. 
I got I know the answer, but yes. I gotta ask you, dude. It's Sunday. You're in the you're the leader in the clubhouse, and you're in the clubhouse. Is there any Super Bowl talk? Or are you just focused on this dude's coming after you? To force no, I was I was watching the I was watching the Super Bowl when they were panning back and forth. <laughs> if you notice, I was, I was looking over my shoulder at the Super Bowl game. Uh, yeah. I I watched him almost make his putt on 17, and then I started watching the Super Bowl, and then I saw his drive on 18 being in an all right spot. Now he could probably make a birdie, and then I went and started hitting balls. So I was watching the Super Bowl in between. I, I wasn't watching any golf. I, I mean, I love football. I love golf, too. But uh, I, I did. I need to take my mind off, off the golf. It was out of my control at that point. Uh, Charlie, I got to um, gotta ask you about your relationship with waste management because, you know, like if you're like Tiger Woods or if you're, I don't know, Ricky Fowler or if you're, I'm just, you know, coming up with names here, Scotty Scheffler. I mean, if you're, like you're one of the superstars, if you will, of the tour, you have these sorts of corporate relationships. Your relationship with waste management seems to go back a really long way. And, and the fans seem to love you there. Like, can you just explain? Because you're always wearing the green. You're always wearing their their uh, logos. What is that relationship that you have yeah, with them? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, WM uh, wasn't in the game of golf in I, my, my rookie year was 06. I'm dating myself now. And uh, I met with them, them them in 07, right after I won uh, the Bob Pope Chrysler Classic, now the American Express. And uh, they were looking for a young player. And I was I was my second year on tour in my 20s. And uh, they sort of came after me and they're like, they interviewed a few people, but I think I was the only one dumb enough and back to the dumb thing, embraced the green glove. Everybody's sort I'm not going to wear a green glove. I'm not going to embrace the, the green, the green initiative. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll wear a green glove. Heck, I had long hair at the time. I mean, who, who gives it? Who gives a crap? Uh, you're going to pay me what? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll wear I'll wear anything for a little bit of green. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the relationship's been great. Uh, they're like family. They, I've been through a different, couple of different CEOs, and they've all been great there at WM. And they're, they're just a, a pleasure to be with. And it's easy to embrace their brand. It's easy to embrace WM and what they're doing. for. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did we just lose uh, Charlie? I mean, there was uh, all this. Oh, there he is. As a, they not really considered waste, a waste company anymore. They're, they're more than the waste company. That's why it's more WM you hear from them now. They're sort of rebranding themselves because they're what? more than the waste company. And they're doing recycling and they're doing a ton of things for the environment and they're not just picking up picking up your trash on a daily basis see what i love about them is is that they stuck by you and and for me i love that about their company when you were down you. i can't hear you oh man i can't hear you scott damn oh alex we lost charlie we lost him we lost yeah. him we had him we had him so good for so long and we lost him oh man scott i lost you can you hear I me i can't hear you alex should we pause let's pause yes. Charlie, what I was saying before we lost you was what I love about WM is they hung with you. You were there was a time in your career where you're down, you're injured, you're not playing as well, you're not winning as much. Those guys hung with you, and I love that about them. I love that about that relationship. And now we lost them again. Mm. <laughs> oh no. And now we lost them again. Oh my Charlie, just picking it up. I all I was saying was how much I appreciate. WM sticking with you. That's all. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've been with me through thick and thin. I mean, they, they're with me when I just got on tour. They're with me through the middle of my career when I maybe didn't do as good through, through the good runs at, at the masters and now through, through the injuries. And they, they've been great partners to be with and a, a great company to represent. There's no question. Charlie, just one more thing. I know you got to go. I know we've taken a lot of your time. The one thing I noticed about watching you play this past weekend was 
man, you seem locked in on everything. There was a, there was a shot you hit off the cart path that you seem yeah. to have picked clean. There were shots in the traps that you were picking clean and putting, you know, I mean, you were like playing darts out there. Is it like, could you feel how locked in I, at least I perceived that you were, and can you keep that going? Yeah, you know, it's, it's back. It's, it's called the zone, and it's hard to get to, and it's hard. You, you try to embrace it when you're there, and I was, I was locked in. I it just, I, I felt really comfortable, felt at ease, and uh, which isn't always the case. There's been times where I've been in that situation, I haven't, and you, and you just try to learn from. Yeah, I mean, at the age of 47, you're still trying to learn. You know what? I, I really was embracing the situation, and I think, and just loving being there, and loving playing the game of golf, and the, and and it might be this simple. My family was out there, and I. I truly was just saying, make make your family proud and do what you do. And I, I think I was able to do that. I'll tell you what, man, um, you made so many people proud. And I don't mean to like get all gushy all over you. I mean, but dude, you made so many of us who've been following your entire career and who've been rooting for you for so long and have seen you go through these highs and these lows. You made so many people so proud, especially San Diego people. Because, um, man, that was a very inspirational performance this past week. I just hope you can keep it going, bro. I, you know what? I, I don't, I, I'll end this with this is I don't like losing. It was a great week, <laughs> but there's a lot of fire in that belly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't expect to uh, be gone again for as long as I was. Uh, and, and there's fire there. This, I'm not complacent with a second place. Let's put it that way. So I'm looking to make, make everybody in San Diego even more proud than even, even everybody across the country in the world. All right, man. Charlie Hoffman. Hey, congratulations, brother. Really appreciate that. And I know if it were me, I'd be on my Chase app right now, like just looking at my bank account. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys have been with me through the thick and thin also. So I appreciate that. You guys are the best. I appreciate it, Scott. All right, Charlie. Appreciate you, brother. Go get him, man. Go get him in the Genesis. Right. We'll be watching this weekend. I'll tell you that right, right. now. Now, Thanks, Charlie. I'm, yeah. Football's yeah. over. I, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see if I can play Charlie on prize picks. <laughs> you might be able to. You might. I bet you I can. Let's take, take a, a look. look Let's take a look. Um, if May not be to, up yet, but if you go to the Prize Picks app, um, you can use our code Great Friends, and um, you can get involved in in all kinds of stuff here. Oh, here it is, PGA. Okay, so here it is, PGA. I'm going to look for Charlie right now. Uh, this is great. Was it more or less? What's the what's the what they got him under? Birdies are better. Ah, it's not up yet for him, but I'm sure it will be by the time Thursday comes around. Yeah, I see. Uh, Tiger's already up. Tiger's playing, huh? I guess so. It's his event, and, and you got to remember something. Tiger is now promoting his new clothing brand. Got to tell you, I'm Come ready to man. see Charlie. I know, me too. Got to tell you, Tiger, I know what Tiger. Like, I know what I know what Tiger is now. I don't know what Charlie is yet. Yeah, show me. Hey, that was awesome, man. I know there was a little bit of background noise, but dude, he's at a Starbucks in Lucadia, getting ready to drive to L.A. to go to Riviera. Like yeah, it is like that sometimes. Uh, Prize Picks. You can just go to their app, download their app, Prize Picks, and use our code Great Friends. That's code Great Friends for a first deposit match, one hundred percent up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks. Download that app today and uh, get in the game with the three of us. Man, that was awesome. I'm so happy for that dude. All right, listen, let's do this. Let's come back. All of a sudden, guess what? It's almost baseball season. Stick around. All right, great friends. Hey, it is a Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. We will have our Tory Holistics highlight of the day later on in this segment. But I mentioned it right after our, our interview with Charlie Hoffman just a few minutes ago, 
that, you know, as, as football season has now officially come to an end. And by the way, I say it like that. And yet, you know, yesterday, Browner, you'll love this. I saw that the Steelers released Mitch Trubisky, you know, and, and the release of Mitch Trubisky has sparked a bit of a conversation about your bears and about Justin Fields and might the Steelers try and make a move to get Justin Fields. Cause by the way, I mean, you think about the quarterbacks in that division, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson, and I don't know what Deshaun Watson is, um, although now I'm no longer rooting for him. Um, you need an upgrade, period. But but you know they they the Steelers do probably need an upgrade because their quarterback is kind of a. I mean, no talk probably. About, well, I mean, he's a second year player and he's not. He hasn't been very good. I mean, he's I mean, first, they played Mason Rudolph over him in the playoffs. In the game. playoffs, Enough and that kind of tells you everything you need to yeah, know. You need right? upgrade. You need. I mean, upgrade. listen, the the he's a first round. He was the first quarterback taken two years ago. And the last player taken was Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy was in the Super Bowl this past weekend. So there's all this talk about the possibility of the Steelers going after Justin Fields, um, and and it just it the the whole Trubisky release and and the Fields conversation just brings people back to talking about how the, the Bears can't ever seem to do anything right when it comes to quarterbacks. But I did see uh, an interview that Merrill Hodge, a former Bear, former Steeler, gave at the Super Bowl where he was like, dude, Justin Fields has been getting destroyed by – I mean, Justin Fields has kind of had the beginning of a career like Derek Carr had in with the Raiders, where mm -hmm. every year was a different coach, it was a different coordinator, and he just – he hasn't had any consistency, you know? The two people who have broke this situation down that are far more famous than me is Keyshawn Johnson and Merrill Hodge. Keyshawn Johnson – understands what it means to build a team and what goes into that. Cause he was one in 15, his rookie year as the number one pick. And he said the second they got Bill Parcells, it changed everything. Coaching matters for Justin Fields to be on his third coordinator and his second head coach in his third year. No one wants to talk about that. The fact that they completely took all the talent off the team in the second year, so then people bring up his record. Oh, he's got he's, he's 10 and 28 or whatever the case may be. Oh, that's cool. I hear you. The Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to hear anyone else say that after what we just saw in the Super Bowl. Say what? If you watch the film on Caleb Williams, he's a good collegiate quarterback with a lot of promise. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I so people stop, people started saying that. that. People started saying that during his Heisman Trophy year. He's the closest thing there is to Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, really? Because Lamar Jackson is like a little bit behind Patrick Mahomes. But you're telling me that Caleb Williams is going to walk into the NFL and be the next Patrick Mahomes? Like, everybody's going to want to be like Patrick Mahomes. But there's only the one. No one could project Patrick Mahomes coming out of Texas Tech. Or he wouldn't have been drafted so far back. So this idea that somehow this guy is a copy of him again. I think Caleb Williams is going to be a good NFL quarterback. I do not think he's Johnny Menzel. I don't think he's Zach Wilson. I think he's going to be a starting NFL quarterback for a decade. I don't think he is in the Andrew Luck category. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's going to have a very good life playing quarterback. I don't think he's going to be this otherworldly talent that can carry your organization through a Super Bowl like we saw Patrick Mahomes do two out of the last three Super Bowls he's won. Well, I just I mean, don't, so far, Lamar Jackson hasn't been able to do it. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Burrow hasn't been able to do it. Yeah, uh, or keep going. I mean, or Justin Herbert. 
you know like here's, is he better go ahead here's the here's the here's the absolute truth of this situation no one knows what Caleb Williams is going to be true nobody nobody on earth knows what Caleb Williams is going to be. If we True. knew what quarterbacks were going to be, Drew Brees wouldn't have been a second-round pick, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have been the 25th pick, Tom Brady wouldn't have been a sixth pick. Like, that's not the way sixth it round. works. Yeah, Sixth round. That's not the way it works. These guys have to come in, put the work in, and then you get to see what situation they get placed in, who, what talent is around them. The problem, the with, Justin Field, the problem with Justin Fields is he's had – despite his situation he's had three years and the situation's been terrible and now if the bears move on would anybody really blame him i don't think so i genuinely don't think so because my he's already kind of had it you know he's had an opportunity by the way would he care i mean if you were justin fields and they said hey we're going to trade you to the steelers would that not be a better situation if i'm justin fields i would love to leave the bears i would love to leave that situation if i'm justin fields i won't out too yeah, because what's going to happen to Caleb Williams? The same thing that happened to Justin Fields is the same thing that happened to Mr. Trubisky. Period. End of story. They got Mr. Trubisky with a lame duck coach, fired the coach, gave him three offensive coordinators. They drafted Justin Fields and Mr. Trubisky on the team at the same time. Justin Fields becomes a starter. You fire the coach, you change the offensive coordinator, you roll over into another season. You get a whole new general manager, a whole new president of football operations, and now all of a sudden, like. There's no continuity. They've done this three times in a row. It has failed the first two. And by the way, and by the way, regardless of who the quarterback is next year, chances are that head coach is not long for the Chicago Bears head coaching job. Start one and three with a rookie quarterback. Start one and four. They're going to fire the head coach. And so now a new head coach comes in. What if the head coach doesn't want Caleb Williams? So funny, too, because like Mitch Trubisky – was taken by the Bears over Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> like that. And Deshaun Watson, the same and year. Deshaun Watson, the same Watson. year. Wow. Trubisky wow. was the first quarterback taken, I believe, wow. in that year. Yeah. Wow. Yes, you are one hundred percent correct. They I think, and then, and now you're looking. And what's so funny? What's so funny about all this situation? I don't think Drake May is going first overall, but I don't either. Drake May, the none of us have seen him play quarterback. I saw him. I saw him. I, I saw him play against Pitt. I was there at the game. Oh, okay. Sure. But so I'm, a scout, that, I'm a scout now, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a scout. So, so Mitch Drake May, North Carolina. Uh, Trubisky, North Carolina. And, like, is Similar Drake attributes. Gonna, And then now you got Caleb Williams, Heisman winner. Deshaun Watson, Heisman winner. And then you got another dude. You got so many quarterbacks in this Okay, Patrick Mahomes. Nobody thought Patrick Mahomes. Everybody was like, why did, why did the Chiefs trade up to get Patrick Mahomes when they already have Alex Smith and they're having success? Like Patrick Mahomes didn't play right away. I remember being in Minneapolis on Radio Row, consistently running into Patrick Mahomes. And then what happens? Like that Wednesday or Thursday, the Chiefs trade Alex Smith, and Patrick Mahomes all of a sudden a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like it's easy to forget all the things that have happened to Patrick right. Mahomes and all the situations that happened. So to sit here and have Merrill Hodge say Caleb Williams ain't a Patrick Mahomes, how do you know? Show me the tape on what Merrill Hodge said about Patrick Mahomes when he was drafted. Of the uh, okay, now in defense, of I, I actually Hodge, don't know if, if he would have had a, a strong opinion. I mean, you have Caleb Williams as a Heisman Trophy winner from USC, who everybody has dubbed the next Patrick Mahomes. I don't know that that he would have had an opinion or a strong opinion on Patrick Mahomes back then. Merrill Hodge was right about Johnny Menzel, 
Merrill Hodge was right about Jadavian Clowney. And I think they, there's another quarterback that he was right on whose name I'm forgetting. Again, I'm not saying that Caleb Williams isn't going to be good. I'm saying what they're predicting him to be special. No Bears quarterback has ever been able to do that. <laughs> and in my opinion, he's not the one. He's too small. He fumbles the ball too much. And he does all his plays that we keep seeing. These are highlight plays. You're not going to run around like that in the NFL. You're going to get crushed, especially on this team. Especially. Hmm. They don't block. They don't hey, block. Hey, you talk about the Bears for a quick second. I'm going to switch over to the Padres. But, um, you know, we had Jim McMahon on the show last week. Shout out. Jim always makes the rounds at Radio Row. But he was being pushed around in a wheelchair. It looked like, I mean, didn't look so good. Yeah. Um, but then I saw John Ashton, who's the actor who plays Taggart in Beverly Hills Cop, and I've known John for 20 years only because he used to come out here all the time for the uh, Stan Humphrey Celebrity Classic. And I played you know, a lot of rounds of golf with him, got to know him pretty well. John is a Facebook fiend. So John was putting out um, messages that he was leaving Denver to fly to Vegas to go play in the Jim McMahon Golf Tournament, which I assume was Saturday before the Super Bowl. And I think Jim was standing up and out of the wheelchair and looked like he was he looked a lot healthier than he did when he was with us earlier in the week. Did you guys happen to see um, the – ESPN, all their early Super Bowl pregame stuff. They did a story on Mongo McMichael, the defensive lineman from the oh, 85 man. Bears. And his okay. wife actually accepted his Hall of Fame like um induction. Like when they on NFL honors, when they brought all the guys up for the Hall of Fame, Antonio mm -hmm. Gates being excluded, and they brought up Mongo McMichael, they brought up his wife. Did you guys happen to see that story just oh by chance? I'm, I, I'm aware of the story. Oh yes. my God. Alex, you probably don't even know who Mongo McMichael is. He was like one of the star defensive linemen of the 85 Bears. Huge man. Huge man. Giant dude, big personality, long hair, went, went into pro wrestling after mm -hmm. his Bears career, dude. I had to turn off my television on Sunday watching him. He's got like Lou Gehrig's disease. And watching him on TV, it was he was this monster of a guy who has been just like, who has withered away to what's left of him for however much longer he has on this earth. Mm. And I literally had to turn off the TV. It was that depressing how bad it was. Bad. It so, was all right, bad. listen, I'm turning my attentions in a, in a new direction. So now that's that the, Something the, Super, else bad. the Super Bowls are, the Super Bowls are over. Football season's over. The, the Super Bowl was the most watched television show, like in the history of television. I keep hearing this this since story the moon landing since the moon landing. They're like, dude, go back to the late 60s when when America put men on the moon and the whole world was watching the first man on the moon. And, and it turns out that Super Bowl 58 was the most watched telecast in history. And by the way, Browner, after you had this whole conversation yesterday about uh, Tony Romo and how he screwed up the last call. I went mm -hmm. back and listened to that call again. I listened to Harlan's call again because Alex had it for us yesterday. I listened to the Chiefs. I listened to the Niners. And I even listened to Iron Eagle's son, Noah Eagle. On Nickelodeon. On Nickelodeon. <laughs> Every broadcast was better. Every call was Did better. You and see you even the so Chris right Fowler, even the Chris Fowler, Dan Orlovsky, Lewis Riddick, uh, New Zealand, Australia call was, was much better. I, mean, I was like, I didn't even know they were freaking doing an oh, international yeah. ESPN team yeah. thing. Yeah. If CBS doesn't look at what Romo did at the most critical juncture of the most watched 
telecast in the history, history of humanity. If CBS doesn't watch that and sit down with Tony Romo and go, let's watch what you – we're going to study film here, Tony, just like a football mm -hmm. game. If Watch what watch what happens and listen to Jim Nance and listen to you, okay? Now let's watch Noah Eagle on Nickelodeon. Now let's watch um, Chris Fowler on an ESPN international telecast. Bro, you freaking ruined this thing. It, it was like – and you were right on, man. You were right I on. I told you, dude. I heard it immediately because again, I've I've been in broadcasting enough. I I got a degree in broadcast and journalism, so there are certain things that I can hear and see as they're in real time. And when that happened, Jim Nan spoke, and so I'm expecting to now see celebration yeah. to see let it lay ready. out right, right. And Breathe. I just and then I heard him start talking. I was like, shut up. And I thought that somebody would cut him off. Yeah, the director, the producer, or even Jim should have cut him off, man. So somebody will lose their job because if we won't know that person, somebody's oh, no. gonna I, get demoted. The, the guy will lose their job. No, the, the person who the, the producer and the director of the Super Bowl for CBS, I know those guys, and um, and those are names in the industry. And if one of those two guys loses their job as a result, or both as a result of Romo, if if somebody should lose their job over screwing things up, it should be Romo. But you see, the problem is they paid him so much money that I don't know how they could ever get out of that. Somebody has to be responsible for that. Cut his mic off. You got to do something to fix to to try to clean that moment up. I guess you. I guess it's harder in real time to kind of because the house is on fire. No, they should have. No, this. no, they should have prepared for that moment the way Andy Reid prepared for that moment. The way Kyle Shanahan didn't prepare. That By the way, I'm I'm still so confused about the overtime rule because. While the Niner players said they didn't know what it was, at the end of regulate, when there were six seconds left in the game and there was that last play, the play that they scored on, mm -hmm. I was going timeout, timeout, timeout because I thought the clock was going to end and they were going to go into double overtime. Turns out that wasn't what was going to happen. If they didn't score and the clock ran out, they were going into the second quarter because they, st they still were in the middle of a possession. I didn't know that. I thought Me about neither. this. I thought about this knowing the rule now. Why is there a clock? Don't matter. Yeah, that's actually a good question. That's actually a good question because you know a lot of people are saying this. People are asking this question: Why is the overtime rule different from the regular season to the postseason? Here's why. Here's why. Because the game can't end in a tie, you big dummy. No, but the rule, the 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 touchdown rule wasn't the rule though, and that's where I was very confused. Whereas, like, why in the regular season? Like, why is it different? In no other sport is it like different. Even baseball kept the second, the runner on second rule for the playoffs you know like it it didn't change just because we're in the playoffs all of a sudden like it, this is the rule this should be the rule if i score a touchdown on you hey too bad dog you lost but <laughs> if if i kick a field goal and then you get a chance to kick a field goal go touchdown let's go do this thing but it makes no no logical sense to have a different a completely different rule in the playoffs Comple it makes but no you sense. Do but you do understand that a regular season game can end in a tie i understand yes. that the super bowl <laughs> cannot I I do. That's not what I'm arguing. I don't care about that. What I'm arguing is, why is the scoring rule different? Like the the actual like the way the game ends. I understand a game has to end, and you can play five thousand overtimes if you have to. But why is it different? Like the the scoring rule is different. If I score a touchdown in the regular season overtime, I win. But if I score a touchdown first. In the playoffs, you get a chance to come back. Why? 
I don't like the rule either, by the way. I think the sudden death rule is better, period. Play defense. They're two sides of the ball. They get paid too. We've done such a good job of trying to erase defense and pretend that it's not there. When you get on the field, the defense has an opportunity to stop you. And if you get a field goal from 65 yards, you win. You win. Hmm. I, I don't I agree. Just, I think both teams should have the chance to possess the ball, which is what, I, which was the big argument to, after the Chiefs and the Bills. Everybody game gets a trophy. Two years let's ago. go right. to college rules. I don't mind no, that. No, no, I don't mind no, that. But no. don't do it from the thirty-five. Put them at the fifty. Put them at a fifty. All right, let or me just line up who, your fastest guy and let's go XFL. Go get the ball. Go recover the ball. All right, yeah. let's do this. Let, let's get to the Tory Holistics highlight of the day, which will get us into our first conversation about the Padres and spring training. Go ahead. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. All right, promo code is better, bud. At Tory and California Holistics, when you spend a minimum of seventy-five bucks, you use that promo code, you get twenty percent off your purchase. Today's Tuesday. What is that? Topical Tuesdays. I just bought a bunch of topicals, by the way. Got a, got my family working on those topical lotions all of a sudden. So nice. promo code better, bud. Spend seventy-five bucks, get twenty percent off your purchase. Yeah, and that's Tory Holistics and California Holistics, soon to becoming Oxnard Holistics, and of course, if you ever are up in the mountains, um, you can go to Mammoth Holistics. But there are a lot of places in San Diego to get cannabis products, whether it's for sleep, whether it's for pain, whether it's for recreation, that's your choice. Um, but you got to you got to support our sponsors because they support us. Better Bud is the promo code. And for those of you watching, the QR code is right here to my right. So, Alex, um, I you know, I'm seeing He's a lot back, of video. Baby. Yeah, let's he do it. Let's take a look. Back. The Vibes Commissioner of the Padres Clubhouse, Jerickson Profar, is back. He signed a one-year deal. You're looking at your starting left fielder, ladies and gentlemen. Jerickson oh, Profar boy. will be uh, – I don't remember specifically what the Padres were before they got him last year, but once they brought him in, they were a different club, man. They looked great. They won a bunch of games with him. Uh, let's see. When they signed? By the way, one year, $1 million. September, what are we doing? September um, 9th. Dude, you're a million dollar ball player in a on baseball team. team. On a baseball team where that guy makes 35 that guy makes 28, that guy makes 30, that guy makes 20, that guy makes 10. I mean, dude, a million bucks. Mm -hmm. They were nine and five with Jerickson Profar to finish the season. Do that with him this year. You're going to be a really good baseball team. <laughs> okay. Really good what baseball we, team. What are we doing? Uh, by the way, uh, here's some more Padres news for you. Who's going to play center field? They don't really. Is it going to be Jose Azokar? Jose Azokar? Who's it going to be? Well, today... Jackson Merrill, the Padres' second highest ranked prospect, who's 20 mm -hmm. years old, who's primarily a shortstop, but in this organization, doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. He can you throw or can you run? They got a lot of shortstops. Right. According to AJ Casavell, Jackson has spent the entire offseason at four positions shortstop, second, left, and center. And according to them, if he wins the job, he'll be your starting center fielder opening day. Let me tell you right now. Jackson Merrill's playing. <laughs> Let me tease him right now. 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 Jackson Merrill's going to play, man. <laughs> no. Let's get this out your mouth. He will, he will start the season on the big club. Period. Period. Because they, they have nobody a choice else. unless they're going to spend money on someone. What are they going right, to go get Cody Bellinger right now? Wait, wait, hold on. Spend money. Spend money. They didn't sign Blake Snell. 
Okay. They just signed Nobody a, starting, has. a Nobody starting, has. I understand. A starting left <laughs> a starting left fielder yeah, at a million dollars, dude. I mean, Jerks and Profar might be the, the the lowest paid guy on the team. Dude, they should go get Tim Anderson. Let's bring another shortstop in here. Oh yeah. Just, Do it. just the kicks. Somebody who yeah. can who can fight. I can't believe well, it's could take a punch. <laughs> Blake Snell unsigned, man. Right. Cody what? Bellinger unsigned, man. I, Cody Bellinger actually Born doesn't sound signed. terrible. But Cody Bellinger got a lot of he money when money. he went. Yeah, I know. Look, man, right. these Boris clients. All right, hold on, everybody. Um, for those of you that are listening on radio, we got a lot more to get to. For those of you that are with us on podcast, we're going to go get uncensored. So stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios here on Kaplan & Crew. All right, guys, we're getting uncensored now. Um, speaking of uncensored, dude, the last five minutes of the final segment of the show, I'm kind of like sitting kind of like this because I'm trying mm -hmm. to like move my stomach, you know? Mm -hmm. Dude, my AG1 got to me. You know, there's a lot of probiotics mm. in here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I was like, I was like I'm either going to ask you to push the pause button or I'm going to try and make it. And I just decided to see if I could make it. You know, because mm -hmm. if you have an accident on. there, you're already home. Yeah, but it would be great. It would be but great I'm, content. No, but I'm holding on tight. Well, couple problems. One, I'm wearing these like these gray oh, pants. No. So yeah. this is this is already a bad situation. Two, you know, I got this gamer chair now, uh -huh. which is much oh. more comfortable than the old like brown big leather oh, chair well. that I used to. Mm -hmm. League yeah. of Legends. That's League, League of Legends, Legends chair. The only thing is, I nice took dog. off the I took off the headpiece. Yeah, you know, like the headpiece is very annoying. You know. But this is a very comfortable chair. Um, very, very comfortable, as a matter of fact. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, you know how I got this chair? Took it from your son? No, no. You, you guys are going to love this. I ordered Rachel this exact chair. She was having back problems. So I ordered her this chair. She hated it? No, no. I, I ordered her this chair for Christmas, right? Amazon told me that it had been delivered. Motherfucker's not here. So mm -hmm. I said to Amazon, I go, motherfucker ain't here. Motherfucker's so, not here. So, motherfucker's chair, Amazon. Right. Motherfucker's chair. So Amazon sent a new one. Then my neighbor, like three days later, comes walking over and goes, hey, they delivered your chair to my house. I'm like, oh, this is great because Rachel, I already put hers together and she's using it. And then I, my son found this one in the garage in the box. He's like, oh, I need a gamer chair. So he put this one together and then he left and went to Pittsburgh and I fucking took this thing. Nice. Hey, man. Question for you. Yeah. Question for you. When you shit yourself in your car oh, boy. yeah you traded your car in or you right. sold it you were right. over it you couldn't do it the shame the smell the stains whatever it was right the the, the flashbacks of a trauma that in your life that you just like i gotta get rid of this car mm -hmm. if you shit yourself in that studio mm -hmm. do you have to move studios no because here's the thing like this studio sometimes i walk into it and i'm like you know what my dog pissed in here somewhere and i can't find it and mm -hmm. i've cleaned the carpet over and over and over mm -hmm. again so what I do is I buy this like powder, this like mm -hmm. pet freshening powder. Yes. And I very, put it I all over, that, yeah. all over the carpet. And then I vacuum it up. Like, you know, yes. it's supposed to be the like, arm minutes. and hammer. Yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be like 15 minutes. I leave it on for like three days. Mm, Cause you forget. <laughs> so it no, gets all over your socks and then it's all over the house and it's all over the house. Spreads. All yeah, over. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. But um, no, if I, if I, if I sharted while I was doing the show, I would not get rid of the chair. <laughs> and I would full shit. No, I wouldn't do that. I, okay. I run. I run to the I run to the to the bay you. you know. So um you guys yeah. want some random shit. Speaking of dogs, we got a 
new dog bed for our dog because mm-hmm. she fucking dented the old one. So it was like mm-hmm. she wasn't even sleeping on it anymore because I guess it wasn't comfortable. Yeah. So I was like, dude, I'm t- I was tired of fucking buying a bed every three months because she dents this thing. Like, let's just spend some real money mm-hmm. and let's get this dog a fucking mattress, like a bed. <laughs> oh. Right? oh. So I told my wife and she looked, she she researched it. She found this Casper, but they make a yeah. human bed too, right? Yeah. Right. Dude, Casper makes yeah. really nice high-end beds. Yeah. yeah, so we got a dog Casper Casper bed. mattress. Yeah, How much? and wow. uh, well, there was three options: mm-hmm. small, oh. medium, or large. Okay, and I you was like, just get the small. large one. Oh, just get right. the large one. Or I think I said get the large one because she fucking spreads out. You know, she's just mm-hmm. like she sleeps like a fucking until. Mm-hmm. Bro, this thing showed up. It, it I could sleep on it. <laughs> I could fucking sleep on it, dude. I there's yesterday she was sleeping. She takes like this much of the mattress. And there's like a whole. There's still another room for me. But yeah, it was like three, it was like it was like three hundred bucks. Yeah, damn, three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I ain't got boy. no. I ain't got no kids, dog. So whatever. Bro, Brian, you should buy. Brian, you should buy some of these Casper mattresses for your kids. These Don't little do doggy that. mattresses. Don't do that, bro. Don't this would that. be a great mattress for a nap for for a child, dude. I'm telling you that much right now. No thank. All you. three of your boys fit on that bed. No problem. Really? No thank you. I'm giving no you good you. advice here, dog. No thank you. Boy, I'll tell you what, man. man he can't, shut he down just, your fucking. Just can't what was wrong with gin and juice thing? By the way, I still didn't going get back to this. You going back yeah. to this? Yeah. All right. Y'all talk amongst yourselves, then. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a question for you guys. So, um, I keep putting my my laptop on sleep. You know, well, you're not mm-hmm. going to say what was. I still don't get what was wrong with gin. He, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do I'm it. Trying to, I'm trying to. I'm trying to answer Scott's computer question. Well, go ahead, Scott. Thank <laughs> you. Listen, I, I, I keep putting my computer on sleep, right? Right. And it doesn't seem to be going on to sleep. Um, and then I close the face mm-hmm. and I put it in my bag. And like two hours later, this fucking thing is on fire. I mean, it's hot. Cause it doesn't turn off. No, it, it'll turn but, off. I, I turned it off, but I can't seem to get it to go into sleep mode. Is there a reason why I can't? Right. What? So what you're, you probably have it on, uh, never sleep. So the how do settings, I do that? How do, where the fuck is that? So in settings after it's either, I think it's 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, five minutes, never. Is that on system preference? Yes. Screensaver. Okay, Screensaver. Shit, I didn't know about this. God, I don't know anything about how to use these machines. All and right, we got to go. There. Okay. Well, I mean, only because otherwise people are going to be like, I don't know, maybe this is valuable for people. Is this valuable? I mean, it shouldn't be. Okay, desktop and screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, it shouldn't be. <laughs> Here's screensaver. I found it. I can't believe I actually found this. Right. Uh, start after 20 minutes, show a clock. You you, what, what? It says start it after should, 20 minutes. Yours says start after 20 minutes? Yeah, it's not and on never. 20, right, after 20 minutes, it should turn off. The fact that you're closing the computer yeah. and it's still running, Yeah, that's, you've got uh, some conflicting uh, software issues in there that the computer is still working while you close it. So you need to shut it down completely. Which I did. Close it. Which yeah, I did. That's what you should do. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to turn it off every time I'm done. Shut it down. I don't want to shut it down every time I'm done using it. Well, take it to the store then, bro. That's all I can well, tell you. I don't have time to take it to the store. So why is it that when I put it on sleep, it doesn't sleep? Ozempic. I don't know. I don't know. What does Ozempic have to do with the shit? It's on some pills. I guess so. All right, listen. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Um, we appreciate all you guys. I will say I don't appreciate something. I received a text message from somebody today. Oh. And, uh, you Lawyer? know what? Fuck it. I'll tell you. No. The guy who used to be known as the godfather around here, Dan Giordano, I, I I got a text from Dan 
And he says, hey, hope you're well. I listen to you in the show every day. He goes, you have more time off than the Pope. I'm like, do I? Do I really have that much time off? Damn. Well, you did You did take two weeks off recently. I mean, at the end of the year, I took two weeks off. Right. I was fucking wiped out. Yeah. And then I'm taking off a few days this week because it's my birthday and because we go to Cabo every year for my birthday. Thank you. I remember you gave me, you used to give me so much shit because I took one birthday off. Dude, because 1090 gave us floating holidays and one of them was you, was your birthday. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to take fucking eight hours off because I'll get paid to take my birthday off. So why would I not do that? Look yeah. at you now. I'm going to Cabo, taking time off because it's my birthday. Dude, my birthday's on Saturday, Jack. It's pathetic. Hey, Michael Umbacher is the guy who has the uh, the shampoo for the kids, yeah? I don't know anything about shampoo for the kids. All right, I need to holler at Molly. Hey, Molly, text me. Michael Umbacher's a great dude. You know what he asked me to do? He said, what? hey, if you're going to get off on that uh, that freeway exit, which I think is in like Aliso Viejo, um, where that Ch Chick-fil-A is, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, dude, tell me when you're coming. My office is right there. I'll come meet you. Nice. Yeah. But I just, yesterday I was like, sounds pretty good right now. No, nah, dude. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've been eating so badly lately. So, you know what I've gotten recently? That's so fucking good, man. Is a, is a, uh, Jersey Mike's chicken cheesesteak. God damn it. Mm -hmm. That thing is good. God damn it. That fucking thing is so good. I haven't been to Jersey Mike's in a while. That sounds yeah, good too. I think I'm just hungry. Yeah. All right. We got to go. We're out of here. We're, we're back tomorrow. Peace out. Much love. See you guys tomorrow.